This episode is brought to you by McDonald's. Not sure you've heard of them. <laughs> Up and coming uh, little restaurant, but they're making it. They're the little engine that could. You know, the moment of bliss when you spot your fries being scooped into the carton and suddenly time slows down. I have that all the time. I love their fries. Oh, yeah. yes. McDonald's fries hit different when they're free. That's another thing I'll tell you. And when they belong to your friends, there's no better feeling than thinking you're out of fries and then you discover extra fries at the bottom of your bag or else my son still hasn't finished his fries yeah. and I'm done with mine. And uh, he used to be weaker than me so I could just take them. Yeah. Now I can't because he's stronger than me. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's no wrong way to eat McDonald's fries, but we all think our way is the best way. And I like stealing them from someone else. That's my favorite <laughs> way. Get your favorite McDonald's fries today. McDonald's, check them out sometime. They're everywhere. There's a code I live by. There is? It goes like this. Sometimes the ride can be more exciting than the destination. Oh, yeah. That I wish that like had you. been my yearbook quote. I wish it had been. <laughs> Instead, my quote was, please don't hit me. No. Hey. <laughs> well, guess what? I'm bringing up all this for a reason. The 2024 <laughs> Nissan Pathfinder can take you from muddy jungle paths to rolling sand dunes. But it's not about where you go. Don't you get it? In a Pathfinder, the real excitement comes from getting there. Yeah. It's the journey, man. Chase bigger adventures with Pathfinder. Seven drive modes and available intelligent four-wheel drive. Seven drive modes. That's a lot of drive modes. Well, it's specifically seven, yeah. Yeah. And bring the fun with you with Pathfinder's 6,000 pounds of towing capacity. And I love to tow. 6,000 pounds. What? Visit. I like to tow stuff. But you don't tow anything. Yes, I do. I'm going to buy a boat tomorrow and tow it. <laughs> I'll never put it in the water, but I'll tow it and I'll use it. I'll tow it in my Pathfinder. Hey, visit <laughs> NissanUSA.com to learn more. Intelligent four-wheel drive cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions. Towing capacity varies by configuration. See Nissan Towing Guide and Owner's Manual for additional information. Always secure cargo. You got to secure cargo. Hi, my name is Nicole Byer. And I feel excited about being Conan O'Brien's friend. Hey, that was nice. I couldn't think of another word. Fall is here, hear the yell, back to school, ring the bell, brand new shoes, walking blues, climb the fence, books and pens. I can tell that we are gonna be friends. Hey there, it's uh, Conan O'Brien, once again, assuming you've listened to one of these before. If not, I have no idea where you've been, but um, let's put that aside. Why start on a resentful note <laughs> for no reason? <laughs> Welcome to Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend. <laughs> you can see now why I don't have a lot of them. <laughs> Um, this is the show where I use the uh, podcast uh, format uh, in a devious way to uh, find out if I can make friends, uh, find out why people aren't better friends with me. Um, basically, just uh, use this to uh, to my own selfish purposes, and it, it's really fun. I'm having a blast. I'm helped as always by uh, my assistant Sona Movsesian. Hello, Sona. Hey, Cones. Let's go easy on that, shall I'm we? I'm sorry. <laughs> that felt really awkward. Yeah, it was awful. It that was, was terrible. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> please. Are you ever going to go? You never called me Mr. O'Brien, did you? No. Even I call your dad Dr. O'Brien. Yes. Well, he is a doctor. Mm -hmm. And uh, I call my mother Admiral O'Brien just for fun. 
Um, but uh, yes, yes. No. You, you, even when we first met, you didn't call me. Ten year, You've been with me 10 years. Yes. The time we first met, I remember it very clearly. You didn't call me Mr. O'Brien. No. You were probably like, yo, dude, right? At our interview. No, I think that when we first started working, there was a, a lot of professionalism between the two of us. For how long? I would say three months. And then you heard me speaking to my grandma on the phone. Mm-hmm. And then you said, what was that? It sounded like you were arguing with Dracula. Well, because you were speaking <laughs> Armenian and I had, didn't even know you could speak Armenian. Yeah. And so to my untrained ear, I thought you were arguing with a vampire. Oh, okay. That's that's all. Was. That wasn't culturally was like, insensitive. Hey, that was an interesting language you were speaking. What I, was that? I thought that Dracula was mad at you for not bringing <laughs> his native soil uh, to this country so he could sleep. <laughs> And uh, that you were straightening out the problem. We're also joined uh, by Matt Gorley, who's an expert on everything I'm finding out. Probably an expert on Dracula. Did you know that he has to sleep in his native soil? I did. Uh, Bram Stoker wrote that book in journals, <laughs> in the form of journals. God, it's, you know what? I said to uh, Gorley just a few minutes ago before we started recording, could you do me a favor? When I know about something, can you not then reveal that you know more? It was, uh, I was kidding. Yeah. Uh, but uh, you do have uh, an incredible, amount of knowledge and every time I think I've got this one I know a lot about Ulysses S. Grant's second term I know a lot about the teapot dome scandal Gorley sits there like a cat that ate the canary and just licking his lips and then you lean in and go I actually own Grant's corpse. I bought it at auction. I'm like, what? But I don't do this to one-up you. I do this to augment and have a conversation there and is build no, a relationship. There's no augment. Friend. There's no augment. There's only one-up in my world. Mm. You know, you didn't yeah. augment. You, uh, you one-upped. You made me look like a fool. I'm sorry. In front of my loyal podcast listeners. Well. Who are probably wondering why it's taking me so long to start today's show. <laughs> Let's get to it, Cones. Ugh. I hate that nickname. Well, today I'm very excited because we're going to talk to uh, someone uh, I really, uh, really love, and I, I enjoy her comedy so much. And I will say this, I do think she's the opposite of me in so many ways, and that's one of the reasons I like her so much. Uh, she's the anti-Conan, and I love her for that. Uh, Nicole Byer is here. Nicole. I think we have good chemistry whenever you're on my show. Yes. And this is one of the reasons I really wanted to talk to you on the podcast. Every time, uniformly, people are like, oh my God, get Nicole Byer back. It's so funny when you two are together because we, uh, I, I don't know how to put it, we have like a good yin-yang kind of thing going on. You're a very good straight man to my wackadoodleness. <laughs> I didn't know, yes, it is wackadoodleness. I, I did look it up. Yes. In Webster's, and it is mm-hmm. wackadoodleness. Yes, yes, yes. Um, but you know what is fun is you, uh, you know, we all make a caricature a little bit out of our real selves for mm-hmm. comedy, but the truth is, I am, when you peel away all the layers, I am a repressed person. <laughs> and I I, I am uptight, and I grew up in a world where nobody talked about sex. And uh, so when I'm with you, and you come out, and you're this force of nature, and you are the complete opposite, uh, people love 
you're hilarious. So they love laughing at all the things you're saying. And then I think there are laughs as they just cut to me and I look queasy. It's and, perfect. <laughs> it's very funny and very perfect. And and it's it's based somewhat in uh, in reality. Yeah. The way our interviews come across is the way my life with my sister is. I say a lot of wild things and she's like, please stop. <laughs> my sister's very tiny and quiet and <laughs> doesn't please, like sexual things. Please stop it. Mm-hmm. So you and you that probably makes you go further. Oh, it makes me so happy to say awful things to her because I just love her face when she's like, oh, why? Yeah. (laughs) Why? Why did you? Why would you say that? Like, I love screaming at her in public places because she's like, no, no, I don't want this. It's just very funny. Is she your younger sister? No, she's older. Oh, my. So she was alive for a while. Then I came to torment her. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) She had some time on Earth, a brief time where she Mm -hmm. was at peace. Yeah, she had a year and a half of being like, oh, okay, this is how the world works. And then I was born and was like, fuck that, you dumpster. (laughs) I'm kidding. She's not a dumpster. She's perfect and wonderful. She's perfect in every way, yet she has to feel pain. Yes. That's the other thing, too, that I can, this this is where we're similar, I can relate to. I love the people I torment. Mm -hmm. I think that is a misunderstanding. I mean, I I torment my assistant, Sona. I do love Sona. I really Mm -hmm. care about Sona, but it's too much. I can't stop. And my dad, called me when I was five years old. He said that his nickname for me was Tease Man because I would just go around the house and I would try and get to different mm-hmm. people in the house. And And I love my brothers and sisters, but I was... I realized I had professional level abilities at a young age and I, I needed to use them and sharpen I, them. It's fun to watch how something you do can affect somebody. Yes. Like, I mean, and it's not in a negative way because at the end of the day, they know that it's out of love. Yeah. Like my sister knows I love her and I'm not trying to actually hurt her feelings, but it's just very funny to watch the levels of her getting annoyed. Like uh, my dad's dead, but when he was alive, I would park my car at the end of the driveway so he could get his car out. So I'd park my car, he'd be in the garage and I'd run to him in slow motion screaming, Papa, Papa. (laughs) And he'd always go, why? Why are you doing this? Why? Please, why? And I was just, so funny. To, it's just funny that you can make people react in a not a way that you know they're going to react, but like just getting a reaction out of someone is fun. I my mom is uh, this you know is is a terrific mom and was always a great mom and she's still with us and and she's uh, but but when we were growing up she would have company over and very loving mom but I realized that I could make people who were visiting think that she was an overly strict disciplinarian uh-huh. by the way I reacted to her. Mm-hmm. So I'd come into the room and my mom would say, oh, uh, Conan, could you go get uh, the, the lemon wafers uh, so we can have with our tea? And I would, I would, I would bow my head and I'd go, yes, I'm, yes, I'm, I'll do it directly. I'll do it directly. And I'd scurry out and she would... Everyone would look at my mom like, what have you done to him? That's so and, funny. And then I would come back in the room and go, uh, here are the cookies. Um, is there anything else? And she'd be like, no, Conan, it's fine. Maybe you could get us the, the spoons and be like, yes, 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 directly. I used to kept, I kept saying yes, directly. Directly yes, is very funny. Yes, yes, yes directly. Directly, directly. I'll, and I, was, I think I was eight. And oh. I just realized that, yeah, I can fuck with my mom this way and make her look bad in front of her friends. Like, why? I love my mom. I don't but know why I was doing that. Because it's funny. Yes. Because it's so funny to, like, you leave the room and you're like, what was that conversation she had with her friends? Yes. Do they all look at each other awkwardly or are they like, 
what are you doing to little Conan? Yes. <laughs> Why does he directly have to get the spoons? I'll do it directly. I'll do it. And a lot of head, a lot of head nodding yes. and a lot of me shaking a little bit like, yes, yes, and I'll, I'll take care of it. But okay, let's get to the crux of the matter here, All right. which is, uh, it's something, um, that I both envy about you and admire about you. And of course I, I find it, uh, horrifying while it's happening <laughs> is that you are so open about, uh, your sex life, your sexual desire. <laughs> your sexual needs as they were, uh, and even the way that I'm describing it in a very clinical way. It's very funny. But uh, but um, let's get into that. You'll, sure. you'll come out on the show and you'll mm-hmm. say... Yes, during the pre-interview, I think of the second time I was on the show, mm-hmm. I cannot remember the producer's name, but he was like... They're all, you... I, I fire them regularly. Oh, well, perfect. <laughs> yeah, so just some, for fun. Some little idiot who no longer has a job was <laughs> yeah. like, what are you looking for in a man? And I was like, a big dick. And he was like, are you going to actually say that I was like well can I and he was like mm, say whatever you want I was like great yeah you came out on the show and I said so what are you looking for in a man and you said uh, a big dick and if you look <laughs> if you look at the re- then they cut to me and you uh, can actually see my soul leave my body and go up to heaven my soul I, I, I just leave I leave my body and I go up to uh, heaven to go be with my grandparents reaction <laughs> <laughs> I want to be with my grandparents like, this lady killed me yeah uh, it's- and then my grandparents are like what was that about a big dick? And I'm like, I got to go back down. <laughs> so then I came back down to earth mm-hmm, and got mm-hmm. back in my body. But um, first of all, let's address that because okay. I've always been assured, assured by women yes. that uh, the penis size is irrelevant. No. <laughs> well, okay. Sometimes the penis size is irrelevant, but some people are size queens. I like a big dick. Uh, but also I could do like a... Like a bigger than average dick, so not like a huge one, but like bigger than average. So what are we what, what are we talking about there specifically? Well, I've never really held a ruler to anybody, mm-hmm. <laughs> but but I, what if one had held a ruler to oneself? <laughs> then one might well, be able to judge by I the think numbers you give. Six is average, I think. Uh, is it? <laughs> <laughs> I think. Oh, <laughs> I think. Okay. So seven's above average. Am I perspiring? No. Okay. You look dry as a cucumber. That's a saying, right? I don't believe it. <laughs> dry is. as a cucumber. Wow, cucumber! What an interesting image. Oh, uh, so you're pushing this paper further and further away yeah, from I'm you. Yeah, I'm trying to get away from you now. Does oh, it just say yes. dick all over it? Listen, listen to me. I can't have it near me. Um, listen to me. Uh, yes. So yeah, I mean, I've often heard, you know, three is plenty. <laughs> <laughs> what? Where'd you go? She just left the room. Oh ladies man. And gentlemen. If. Nine. Three. <laughs> and I've seen small ones. Oh, you have? And what do you tell, first of all, I'm going to assure everyone uh, listening, I'm playing a part here, having a little bit of fun. Um, but man, <laughs> I'm in good shape uh, that way. Conan's now fidgeting. He pulled his phone out. I just, I, I just realized that the phone was on and uh, I'm getting a text from my doctor. And hey, four. He says four inches. Um, oh, okay. So there <laughs> we go. Four inches is no, okay. <laughs> yeah, I had that check with my doctor recently. No, but um, okay, I want to ask you this. Yes. Okay, when you were with a man yes. and then he did the, the voila moment and it was not what you were hoping <laughs> the for. The voila moment. Well, I'm imagining he was holding a magician's mm-hmm. red uh, red <laughs> blanket over it and then whipped it aside. And, 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 said, and he didn't say abracadabra, he said voila. He said voila. Uh-huh. And there you saw uh, less than what you wanted. Yes. 
what what do you say in that moment? Oh my! And he went, oh yeah. And I was like, hmm, I'm confused. Okay, so it almost was going into his body practically. Well, not like going in, but I guess it was like in, like two two little inches. Oh my god! It was very tiny. Yeah. And I didn't have time to be like, I don't want that. <laughs> so I fucked him anyway because that's what women do. We uh, are kind, gentle people who won't insult you to your face. But you know. Sona, do you want to pipe up here? <laughs> do I? I don't know if I do. <laughs> oh, you don't? Maybe. You know, you, you mean fuck. when you're in it too too far in to yeah, actually you're like, be like, I do want to. Yes. Yeah, I yes, mean, yeah. I mean, is, it, it, I, my mom will never listen to this. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Let's, let's I know exactly assured. what she's saying. My parents will never hear this because they don't okay. understand how a podcast works. Oh, perfect. And my dad keeps saying, we're looking forward to seeing that. Oh. And I keep saying, no, it's on. And he's like, is it on the radio? And I'm like, not really. You need a computer. So it's quite clear they're never going to hear okay. it. And Sona, yes. your people, I don't, they don't have a radio or a <laughs> computer. So it's Yeah, fine. your people have no technology. My people. No, no, they, they have technology. I meant your family. They're... <laughs> Oh, that's what you meant. Yeah, no, oh, the Armenian people are. No, I love the Armenian people. That's less offensive. You just mean my family's. I just meant your family. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, no, no, they have technology. But no, I get what Nicole's saying. And yes, she's right. When you're in too far, you can't just abort suddenly. You can't. Just because of You can't that. say, yeah. wait a minute. That just doesn't measure up. <laughs> I'm out of here and jump out a window. Yeah, because it was my house. <laughs> That'd be great if you jumped out the window of your own My house, own house and ran away. <laughs> the house is yours. You can have it. The lease is in the desk. <laughs> um, okay. I don't know. Yeah. I do. I would love a big dick. Well, and a man with a there. couch for me to sit on so we can just cuddle. That's I want that too. So it's not all about the dick. <laughs> no. I'm so so that's, sorry. So that you need a couch. It's just, yeah. <laughs> yeah, just I a couch. I understand. So the couch would be just. I thought you meant I need a couch too, where he will rest the dick. No, no. Yes. A giant couch. Yes, I want him to have such a big dick that he has to rest it on a couch, and then I get to limbo under it before we fuck. Okay, limbo under the right. Oh, uh, no, that made you so upset. No, 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 no. I'm just, I'm doing the math in my head. Oh, okay. Uh, this will never air. Uh, <laughs> this will be sent out in his transcript uh, form. And you'll have to get it in a brown envelope in the mail. <laughs> but you know what? Okay, you know, penises, or as I think you refer to them as dicks, <clears throat> aside, um, uh, Sona, stop your cackling. <laughs> You're so uncomfortable. <laughs> this is my favorite thing. I, 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 I all of that aside, <laughs> what I applaud is uh, women saying what they want. I'm just making up for lost time. I used to work a stand-up show in New York where it was mostly just men, and they would talk a lot about women's bodies, and I was waitressing during it, and I was like, this sucks. I hate this. So I guess it's my way of being like, I don't know. Here's That's some great. of it back at you. Well, guess what? I love that. So Thank let's you. let's talk about that. You know you, who hates it? Who? Men on Reddit. Uh, There's oh. so many Reddit threads about how awful I am. They're like, I can't believe she won't stop talking about dicks. And I'm like, I don't know. Men talk about titties all the time. Yes, they do. And that's fascinating to me because I didn't realize. So you were working, waitressing mm -hmm. in stand-up clubs, and you're watching guy after guy after guy go up and do material about women's bodies. Mm -hmm. And then you're saying, all right. If that's how we're going to play it. Yeah, why can't I? Right, right. I love that. Also, 
I genuinely love dicks. So, like, why not talk about the things you love? You, I, I was just going to say it. You, you love the dick. <laughs> I do. <laughs> um, okay, let's talk about something else. Okay, let's talk about Pussy. Stro- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, you were married once. Yes. Okay. But it wasn't a situation. It was, it was an unusual situation, wasn't it? Yeah. I got um, like 30 grand in debt in a year because people just kept giving me credit cards. Uh, and I kept spending and spending. Right. I had nothing to show for it except for a lot of drunken nights. And then I was trying to figure out how to like pay it off without... Because like if you pay the minimum, you're never going to pay off your credit card bill. So then I was like... I just like got the idea. I don't know if I saw it online or something, but I was like, ooh, green card marriages. If I marry someone, he pays me. I pay off my debt and easy breezy, don't have to tell my dad. So then I got married and who then- Who did you marry? Who was it that, that you got married to? To a nice small Indian man. I won't say his name. Okay. Um, so I, the way I met him is so stupid. So my roommate at the time also got married for money and she and her friend were at a gas station in Queens, met this man and he jokingly said I would love to marry someone so I could stay here and they were like we got a girl for you so then my roommate and her friend who I call Pikachu uh, picked me up in a PT cruiser so like the whole story's stupid yeah but you gave me a lot of information where I can actually track these people down (laughs) Pikachu and PT cruiser that's not a popular car and that's not a common name no so I'm already I'm writing all this down for the uh the, uh, for the ahead. police report. The police report, yeah. Uh, so then they took me to this gas station. I met him, and then we like got along. And then I hung out with him another time. And then I hung out with him another time. And then we decided to get married. We got married at a courthouse in Queens. So there was no romantic relationship. No. Okay. No. Then I had like my mail sent to his place with like make appearances there. And then my dad passed away. And then I told him I needed some time in between our interviews. And then when I tried to contact him again, he just never returned my phone calls. And then I was like. I can't stay married. So um, in the state of New Jersey, you can serve your husband divorce papers and all you need to do is to serve them and you are granted a divorce. So yeah, my sister drove me to the freehold courthouse early in the morning and I was granted a divorce. So did that, did he then, uh, this gentleman have to leave the United States? I don't know. He literally never contacted me again. Wow. This is an interesting case if anyone wants to look into it. Did you, were you scared at all about people, I mean, the law getting in touch with you and saying? No. Yeah. I kind (laughs) of just live. You just live. I just live and if things happen, they happen. Oh my God. Yeah, I was a a reckless youth. You really are the opposite of me in every way because all I do is think about consequences. I've never lived, Sona, have I ever really lived? <laughs> I, uh, you mean, have you lived? Have I really lived? No, no, he's never really <laughs> no. lived. I think, I worry, I try to live up to certain standards. But you're very successful. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there are many ways to be successful. Uh, I think there are, my journey, I have a long way to go on my journey. I think there are a lot of ways where I could... uh, Chillax a little bit. Mm-hmm. Sona, is that the He's correct? He's been a good boy his whole life. I've been a good boy my Let whole life. Loose. And I think yeah. at my age, after the career I've had, it's time to completely fall apart. Yeah, and go to Amsterdam, get a hooker, take some mushrooms, 
and fuck. <laughs> now, will you speak to my wife about this? Because I do love my wife. Bring her with you. She doesn't like to travel like that. Oh. And uh, and also, I think she, um, she'll she be against several parts of what you just said. Oh, okay. I think she the only part she'd be okay with is the mushrooms if they were regular mushrooms on top of, like, a pasta. Okay. Not hallucinogenic mushrooms. All right, fair. Uh, she'd, Wait, want them so sa- guess- she'd want them sauteed with garlic in uh, in a butter sauce, but she would be against, very much against everything else. Okay, what and, about- I, And also, Sona will tell you this. If I did anything like that... Um, uh, I would just weep with regret. Cry, cry. I would cry. But, you know, that's the joke Sona has with me is that if I ever, you know, she would be like, oh, no, 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 no. If you ever even thought about straying from your marriage, mm-hmm. you would just start crying. Mm-hmm. And, and well, that's true. Well, it's not true. straying if you bring her with you. That is exploring. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, you don't have to. Wait, you have kids too, right? I have two children, yeah. Oh, so you have like a whole life. I do. That's I do nice. Life. I, and I'm very, all joking aside, I'm very happy with my life. It's just I, I think uh, I don't think I need to go to the Amsterdam, okay. uh, you know, um, uh, sexual uh, romp that okay. you described. I don't have to necessarily do that. You could go to ma- Joshua Tree, take uh, what is it, ayahuasca with a shaman, and let him guide your spiritual journey as yeah, you wear like okay. a like a I little. I don't know, like a. A loincloth? I don't know. You poop a a lot. What? When you do ayahuasca, you poop a lot. Oh, really? Um, And you vomit all, like, for hours. Yeah, I never saw the appeal of ayahuasca. Unsubscribe. I didn't know that. Every time I've looked into it, people say, um, I love how Sona's right in there with the pooping. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) She's like, oh, let me me weigh in on this. Have you done it, Sona? I've never done it. I know a lot of people who have. Okay. Yeah, apparently there's a lot of vomiting vomiting and there's a lot of, uh, well, defecating, I think is the scientific term. Pooping. Shitting. Okay. Um, trying to, I'm like the librarian and Van Halen's coming to the library <laughs> and they're performing live and I'm running around saying, shh, shh, and shutting doors and shh, and David Lee Roth is just, cause it's the David Lee Roth Van Halen that I'm imagining. Um, and I'm like, please, please, the library's closing. I Mr. don't think Van Halen. I know a Van Halen song because I'm very young and black. What, what, can you hum one for me? I probably can't because then we'd have to pay for it. Ah, uh, okay. Uh, go for it. Never really? Mind. Yeah. Panama, dun, 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 dun. Panama, ha, ho, ha, ha, ho. Panama, she's got a steamer, a machine. Oh, boy. I wish there was a camera in here. Three older white gentlemen are really feeling their lives. I brought my pencil. Listen. I've never heard that song one day in my life. Nicole, please. Don't tell me. Don't try to pretend that uh, 80s Van Halen isn't huge <laughs> in the African-American community. I don't think so. Uh, excuse me. Uh, I beg to differ. Oh, but the Sammy I, Hagar version is, right? Sammy Hagar. <laughs> Who that be? I think... Who is Sammy Hagar? <laughs> Nicole, can I just tell you that there are so many, so many uh, black people listening to you right now who are embarrassed for you because they're all really into the Van Halen of the 80s. Oh, good Lord. I'm letting just my not people a, down. You are really letting your people down. Oh. Fuck. You're going to be ostracized from your community. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah, but exactly. But who is Sammy Hagar? Uh, he was a guy. See, now we're explaining to you 
the replacement singer for a band you don't give a shit about. <laughs> so what's the point? All right. You know, but I I, do, I don't know. Maybe I'll go home and listen to the Halens, I the Van Halen. No, no, no. You yeah. shouldn't. I mean, yeah. they have an amazing guitarist, uh, uh, really just superb guitarist in Eddie Van Halen, and uh, nothing but respect for him. But no, I don't think it's going to change your life. I don't think it's for you. Okay. Uh, what do you? What music are you listening to? Um, what do I listen to? I mean, I listen to a lot of Cardi B right now. Oh, yeah. Uh, a lot of, like, SoundCloud rappers. Sure. I like silly music with, like, silly lyrics. Right. So so you like silly rap? Do you like rap that's uh, not taking itself too seriously? Yes. What about the boasting rap about, you uh, know, co- sexual conquest and all? Are you cool with yeah, that? Yeah, sure, sure, sure. My favorite right now is Lil Pump because he's very silly. He just truly brags about like what he has and that he went to Harvard, even though he didn't go to Harvard. And that's very funny to me to have a bit in your rap career about going to Harvard. Wait a minute. He has a bit about yeah. going to Harvard. Yeah. He's like, I dropped out of Harvard. And it's like, he never went to Harvard. I just it's love so funny. that of all of the uh, bragging that's done, you know what I mean? Of all the bragging that's done uh-huh. in rap, I've never heard someone brag uh-huh. about their Ivy League credentials. Yep. This like he went, a, he'll take pictures next to the like next to the Harvard crest yeah. when he's like in Boston. I guess that's where Harvard is. Yeah, yeah but he's never been. It, it's so funny to me. That's so cool. I would feel that would nothing would damage your rap reputation more <laughs> than people knowing that you had even gone through that st- application process and hung out with a bunch of nerds. You know. Oh, I also listen to a lot of Celine Dion. Mm. Oh, do you like Celine Dion? I love Celine Dion. I've right. seen her in concert. She's great. Oh, I love her. She does a mini monologue, a loose ten in between each song. I love her. She has jokes and stuff. Mm, I mean, she talks, but a lot of it's just like, "This is what I was feeling today." You will have to listen because you bought a ticket. I'm Celine Dion. And she people, said that a and couple people, times. And people, I'm love Celine Dion. She says, "I'm Celine Dion." Mm-hmm. It's like, bitch, we know it's on the ticket. I gotta start doing that. I've gotta start saying, "I'm Conan O'Brien." I'm Conan O'Brien. Yeah, why right. not? It's probably something I will be doing when I have dementia. <laughs> <laughs> they'll, they'll have that like on a on a card in my room. <laughs> Hi, I'm Conan O'Brien. <laughs> you did well. Here's your pudding. <laughs> <laughs> um, you'll come visit me, won't you? In the hospital? Yeah, when I lose my mind. Uh, uh, to make fi- you change your will. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Wait, do you know what's in his will? Uh, I don't, but yeah, maybe, whatever it is, how do you when know? you have dementia, I'll just bring it over to you and have you change a few things. Okay. How do you know that? I'll uh, never leave you. Oh, oh that's no. very sweet. She really won't. We're besties. We're besties, right? We're pals. I said besties. <laughs> I know. Oh, God. Oh, no. <laughs> So no, where else can you go surfing and skiing the same day, huh? I don't know. Or check out a world-class art museum and then camp at a dark sky sanctuary that night, huh? Yeah. Yeah, where else can you hike through Redwoods and then get a luxury spa treatment? Where? Well, you live there. California. <laughs> California, Sona. No matter where California. you go across the state, you'll find a way to play. I'm a California resident, so are you. Sona, you are a lifelong California resident. I'm a lifer. I love this place. This is a beautiful state. Gorgeous. So many different, wonderful ecosystems in one state. You can hang out by a Palm Springs pool. You know, you can go whale watching. You can go hiking in Yosemite. And then uh, talk about the great cities in California. You get all this amazing food, sushi, whatever you want. They got it in California. Hey, If you can't find it in California, man, you got a problem. Yeah. 
I shouldn't have done that. I made that up on my own. Anyway, I love California. Discover why California is the ultimate playground. Head to visitcalifornia.com to start planning your trip today. You know, it's only a matter of time until your check engine light comes on, which could equal an expensive repair bill, and a new engine can cost up to $6,000. Don't I know it? But this is why you need this product I'm about to mention right now. Okay. CarShield. CarShield offers plans with low monthly rates that you can pay for your expensive repairs on your out-of-warranty car, truck, or SUV. It's so nice to have that protection of CarShield. I know. I believe. That's my belief. Some people have other beliefs, maybe religious beliefs. I think Car Shield. Car Shield plans provide protection on up to 5,000 major parts and systems, including items like transmission, mm. engine, even your entertainment system. Mm. Just call Car Shield and choose the mechanic to do the work. Car Shield administrators will handle the rest and save you money. Look, I saw your car today. You've got a beautiful car, but you've got to haul your family around in this yeah. car. This is a vital piece of machinery for you. You need Car Shield. I do. And you know, I you know I don't take care of my cars very well. So Car Shield it would definitely come in. You know, and also with their A rating from the BBB, don't ask me, Car Shield is the name you can trust to save you money on covered auto repairs. Now's the time to make the smart choice and protect yourself from the sky high auto repair bills. Visit carshield.com slash Conan. Save twenty percent today. Again, that's carshield.com slash Conan to save twenty percent. Visit carshield.com slash Conan to lock in your price today. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. This is unbelievable. I've been talking about this idea for years. I know. I want you to explain it more. I can. Okay. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required access from anywhere. I had this idea years ago. <laughs> I was telling people no one listened to me. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems. Remember when I said that? Yeah. Because you've got one unified, unified business, business management, management suite. suite. You yes. said that. Yeah. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math, man. Yeah. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Backed by popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to netsuite.com slash Conan, netsuite.com slash Conan. I'm going to say it one more time just for emphasis, netsuite.com. Slash Conan. I've often found whenever I do something ridiculous, there's always someone who takes it very seriously and says, Conan just admitted to murder on stage. <laughs> I must call the police. Yeah, I think people are confused about jokes and sarcasm now. Yeah. You I think everyone takes everything literally. And it's like, no, a lot of it's just a joke. Right. It's getting, uh, it's getting, it's interesting out there right now. We're going through a big change right uh -huh. now. Especially. But a weird thing is I feel like people are getting sensitive about you for you. Like I have, uh, I did a bunch of fat jokes on my special and when I was working them out, anytime I told one, people would just go, oh, 
I know. Oh, yes. You're not fat. You're beautiful. I'm like, well, no, I am. I could be both, but I am fat. You can't negate that. What are you going to say? I'm not black. Like there are just things that are true. And then I had to figure out jokes to be like, here's a joke about it being okay that I'm going to talk about being fat, which is just, it feels like a extra fat that I didn't need to do like maybe 10, 15 years ago. Right. But I feel like everyone now is so sensitive yes. that you kind of have to do that. But then I don't want to say that everyone is so sensitive because it is good that we are sensitive. No, but I think you should be allowed to talk about yourself. I have had the situation I can relate to. I've been self-deprecating my whole life. And I come by it, honestly, because I grew up uh, with low self-esteem <laughs> and a lot of anxiety and then gradually overcame a lot of that. But that's a real part of my comedy. And then there are nights where I go out and I make jokes about myself mm -hmm. and the crowd does it. They go like, no, mm -hmm. no, you're not a nerd or no, you're not. And I, and I think, well, I'm, uh, okay. I like myself. I really do. Yes. I do like myself at the end of the day, but this was just, uh, you know, I was just trying to make a joke. Yeah. And, it's uh, weird let's that not... people think that I want to get on stage and have people go, well, I feel for you. It's like, no, no, no. I invited you to this dark room to ha ha ha. <laughs> right. I actually find it refreshing that no matter how long you do this for and who you are and how much name recognition you have, it, the thing about comedy is that if you do it for long enough and you're out there, I don't care who you are, you're going to find yourself in a situation where some of your stuff isn't clicking. Mm -hmm. And it's one of the reasons I really envy musicians because a musician can go out, let's say... Just pick anybody, but just pick any musician. Beyonce. Let's say Beyonce. Beyonce can go out and I can't imagine Beyonce having a bad experience on stage. Now, she can go backstage and say, I didn't like the sound. Mm -hmm. It didn't sound right to me. I didn't like the mix. The lighting wasn't at the right place. <laughs> so she can be unhappy for different reasons. Mm -hmm. I didn't like the, you know, this dancer was a little off. But nobody... Nobody is going listens to a famous musician and says, I like this, but this part of the crowd, this part of the song, they really lost me there, but then mm -hmm. they got me back. Comedians are judged moment to moment to moment to moment to moment, and it doesn't matter what level you get to. It's what have you got today? And, and also, you have to continuously put out new material. Nobody wants to come see you. If they've watched your special, they don't want the same jokes. With a musician, you can play the same song. Yeah. For the rest of your life, if yes. people are happy. People are delighted. Exactly. You can go out there. There's no, I don't see why they'd be nervous beforehand. Mm -hmm. Because is Beyonce really backstage singing, you know, thinking, oh, I'm, I wonder if they're going to like crazy in love tonight. <laughs> are they going to like it tonight? Or are they going to sort of start booing halfway through? Yeah, no. No. She's not worried no, about not that. No, not at all. She's like, they're going to love this new arrangement because I was bored of how it was. Yeah. I mean, she could just say the words quietly and mm -hmm. people would and we'd go, all be like, this is fun for me. Yeah. Let's talk about that. You bring up an interesting thing, which is happening now. There's so many outlets. That's the good news for mm -hmm. stand-up. The bad news is that you can spend a year, maybe a year and a half, working out an hour that you really like. And then you do it for Netflix or you, you, you do it for somebody, mm -hmm. you do it for HBO, you do it for someone, bang, they did it. And then... So what else you got? Yeah, then you have to start at zero and work yourself back up to the hour. That has been very hard because I put out a half hour. So then I truly only had to get a half hour worth of material. But then it came out New Year's Day and 
the months leading up to it, Hollywood and like LA is kind of shut down. So like there weren't very many shows. So then I was like, I don't know how I'm going to figure out this new material. And then it came out and I was like, well, I have to fucking figure it out. So I just did show after show after show after show and finally figured it out. But it was a lot of work. And I don't know how people do it. Yeah. I'm always amazed at someone like a John Mulaney who just seems God, to. Yes. Uh, and and um, Jim Gaffigan. Mm-hmm. They just seem to. I, I think if you if you if you forbade them from doing any joke they've ever told before and said, yeah, it's against the law now for you to do anything you've ever said before. Now go to your room. They'd be back a few hours later mm-hmm. with another. With like a full hour. <laughs> a full hour. Nikki Glaser's a lot like that. Yeah, Nikki she, Glaser. She's yep. a joke machine. Michelle Wolf. It's, I'm very envious of people like that. But also, like, I don't know their process. I don't yeah. know if they're just, I, who knows? It's wild. I don't know. I've, I don't think I have a process. Do I have a process? I don't think I have a process. What are you, for the show? I don't even think I have a process. I think I, uh, yeah. You, well, I mean. It's very collaborative. Yep. You are very collaborative. Yes, I think I that you like to have a lot of other voices come in and give you opinions. You like listening to what other people have to say. Well, I like them to start to give their opinion. And the minute it's not what I want, you go, I like shut sh- up. I go, shut up. We have to tell them it's, everything's good all the time. Do you realize who I am? Do you realize who I am? <laughs> do you realize who you're talking to? All right, so... I want to get back to your life because I'm curious if you're using the, the apps. Are you using the apps? Yes. I, that's, a, that's a world that I've never lived in. I don't belong in that world. You're very lucky. Um, am I lucky? Yes. Because I don't know how I would deal with it. How, would you, how do you deal with the apps? If I was on apps, I wouldn't know what was happening. It's awful. It's like everybody has a billion people in their pocket and they're just swiping away. I'm on so many apps. I'm on Tinder. I'm on Bumble, OkCupid, Raya, Hinge. I don't even know what some of these are. What's Riot? Raya is an exclusive one oh. where you have to apply to get on it. And then another member has to like vouch for you or whatever. And then there's like semi-famous people on it. Um, and you're not allowed to take screenshots. Otherwise you get kicked off. And they put me on a waiting list for two full years. Is that true? Uh-huh. So are there celebrities on this? What's there it called again? Celebrities. Raya. Raya. It's a lot of DJs in Australia. <laughs> <laughs> the lowest ring of hell. <laughs> Dante did say at the very last level of hell. A bunch Australian of Australian DJs. DJs. Ugh. <laughs> Sorry, DJs in Australia, but you had that coming and you know it. Uh, wow. So you're on these different apps. I'm curious, maybe this is just an idea I'm having right now, but an app for married men that don't want to fool around, but we just want to know what women think of us. Oh my God. That's what I'm interested in. Honestly? No, I'm serious because- That's a good idea. Like, uh, like okay, Conan O'Brien, very happily married, loves his wife, loves his kids, doesn't want to do anything, doesn't even want to meet you, but- <laughs> What do you think? And then I would read the comments and they'd be like, he's got no lips. He's got beady eyes. I hate him. You know, whatever. I would probably read all those. But occasionally you'd, you'd be, be posting all those. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you could just ask for it now on your podcast. Start a Reddit thread about uh, your opinions about Conan. You, you know, his dateability. His dateability. His, you think to he's be crass, dateable. His, uh, his, his dick size. Well, no, let's not get into that. <laughs> oh, Don't oh, I thought you were leading me back to that. You know, is he? Would you do this guy? Ah, would ah, you do yes. him? Would you do him? Yeah, you know, and then it would be a way that I could uh, keep track of my relative sexual attractiveness <laughs> or lack thereof. But do you actually care what other people think of you? That's why I'm in comedy. <laughs> it's the only reason I'm in comedy. No, I actually, I, 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 I 
I, I passionately, I too much care what people mm. think about me. Not in that area, because that's not an area mm-hmm. of my life I'm exploring anymore. Uh, but I, if I could change one thing about myself, I would, I would have an operation. I, I've probably said this before. I would have an operation and remove the part of my brain that cares what other people think of me. Because it's, ah. bi- it's too big. I care too much what other people think. And uh, it's exhausting. Yeah, it is exhausting. And I, I, I don't like that aspect of my personality I think it's it's that's what I would like to change the most but yeah in terms of my uh you know you know sexiness Mm -hmm. no I don't really care it's kind of a moot point uh but everything else yes which is too bad that's not good yeah it's sad oh I'm sorry I didn't know what else you wanted me to say it is sad to care that much uh I don't I don't know if it's sad I think we all care to some extent what people think of us. I don't care what people think about me, like, physically. Like, I don't give a shit. Like, beauty is subjective. Also, comedy is subjective. If you like me, you like me. If you don't like me, you don't like me. It's just when I'm in front of a crowd, that's when I care about what people think. Right. That's the only thing that really, truly matters. Acting is subjective. Yep. If I'm on a TV and you hate it and you're in your basement, that's fine with me. Right. Oh, I actually don't... If, if I don't go on social media at all because... I'm always stunned when comedians or anyone tells me, I was on your show, but then I was reading all these comments afterwards. And mm-hmm. A lot of people said nice things, but one person said, you suck. And I thought, that is the last thing in the world I would ever do is go trolling through social media to see what random people I'm never going to meet Sometimes who probably do don't do like it. me anyway. Do you really? Yeah. That's masochistic. Well, I'm waiting for someone to tell me something I don't know. I know I'm fat. I know I'm black. I know I might not be funny to you because it's subjective, but I'm waiting for someone to be like, your heart is black and your soul is dark and here's why. And then I'll be like, oh, okay, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, you're right. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. I am the Antichrist. Yeah, I'm just waiting for someone to tell me something I don't know. You know another difference between us? I don't have any tattoos. I have freckles. Mm. But you get tattoos. Yes, you have God's tattoos, and I have man-made <laughs> tattoos. You know what my mother told me when I was a kid? What? Uh, I had all these freckles. They were much more pronounced when I was a kid. I mean, I just was one of those kids that was just spotted all over. Mm-hmm. And I didn't like it. And I told my mom, I don't like these freckles. Why do I have them? And she said, it's where angels kissed you. <laughs> and at the time, I was sort of like, huh? And then later on, as life went on, I thought, that's just weird. <laughs> That's weird and kind of gross. So cute, but also these are very tiny angels <laughs> with very small lips. Yeah, and there's a little creepiness to it. A little Get bit. Get off that little kid. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and that many angels. Yeah, know, like it's thousands kind of, of angels orgy, descended on yeah. me. Why were they kissing my low back? <laughs> you know, uh, you know what I mean. Yeah. Does anyone? Yeah. yeah, that is kind of creepy. Yeah. To, Sweet, but creepy if you break it down and think about it. But you, uh, you've you gone for the tattoos. Yes. Um, I have, I think, 15 now. 15? I think. So I have a bicycle on my arm. Underneath it says, little fatty. And then I have, <laughs> I have a, a little pig with wings, an elephant, a flamingo. Oh, these are cute. Uh, it says, good night, world which is a matching tattoo I have with my best friend, Sashir. 
Um, on my butt, I have an ice cream cone, a lollipop, and a cupcake, and it says it's sweet, just taste it. And then next to it, I have a hot dog and a hamburger, and it says stick it in these buns. <laughs> on the other butt cheek, I have oh my a, God. a chili yes. pepper that says muy caliente. Oh my God. <laughs> um, these men must be getting eye strain, like just from all that reading. Well, okay, I got it for, you know, someone <laughs> to like have a break and have something yeah. to read back there. Did they put on glasses. But nobody's point, yeah. ever read it. Nobody's ever been like, well, what great jokes you got back there. <laughs> no one's ever said it. And then I was dating this dude while I got the hamburger and the hot dog. And it was like taped up because I had just gotten it that day. And I was like, did you notice my new tattoo? And he's like, yeah, I noticed that you were bandaged, but I didn't want to stop fucking you to see what it was. And I was like, okay, so these are pointless. These are just for me. Yeah. Well, man, that's incredible. That's an incredible number of tattoos. I think if I got a tattoo, I would get one tattoo and it it would be uh, on my chest and it would say I was murdered. (laughs) And then that way the coroner, whenever I do go, Mm -hmm. probably of natural causes, they would have to investigate. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Right? They would like take off the sheet and would say I was murdered. And if you're the coroner, even if I was 88 years old and had pneumonia, you'd be like, we got to look into this. But you'd have to get it tattooed to look like it was etched in your skin. Mm. Yeah. Because otherwise, if it's just in like typewriter fonts, like, oh, well, he's funny. (laughs) Oh, I would say this is not a joke. I was murdered. (laughs) This is not a joke. I was murdered. murdered. Investigate. (laughs) Uh, I don't know. I think that's a cool tattoo to get. I also have dumb tattoos. I have a bunch of tattoos that I made on Microsoft Word because <laughs> what? <laughs> what kind like, of this is Microsoft Word clip art, and then on my shoulder here I have some Microsoft font, and then on my ankles because I went to a tattoo shop, saw the what it's called flash on the walls. Uh, I saw that and I was like, oh, they can only copy. I don't want what everybody else has. I'll make my own at home. Not thinking that everyone has Microsoft Word and it's widely available. So uh, (laughs) that's, and then I figured out later that tattoo artists can draw whatever you want. Yes. So yeah, I have one, two, three, four, five, five (laughs) Microsoft Word tattoos. It's like saying, (laughs) I don't understand. It's like, well, I have the Exxon logo. Uh, I also have Crest Toothpaste logo. <laughs> I have the McDonald's arches on my ass. Um, it's just, yeah, you're like a race car with corporate sponsorship. Kind of. <laughs> Pennzoil. This has been fun. I have to say, I was really looking forward to talking to you because every time I talk to you, it's effortless. I love it. I have a blast, and uh, I, and I feel better afterwards. You know? Oh, Conan, yeah. thank you. No, I'm serious. I You're... like talking to you. It's very nice. You're a very kind person. Oh, thank you. Like, my first appearance, you came to the dressing room, and you, like, gave me a hug like we were old friends, and I was like, oh, that's so nice. Well, that's nice. No, I, I, um, I try, I, I mean, I think I'm a, a nice person. Yeah, but you don't have to be. Mm-hmm. No, I, I didn't realize that. I've had a lot of people say that to me. <laughs> They'll... <laughs> Was I just did a tour, this tour, and Ron Funches would say, you're nice to other people, strangers, <laughs> as if that was a, a weird thing. And I was like, It is. Well, when people get a level of success, they tend to, like, forget that other people have feelings. Do you know what I mean? Right. Like, I've met people who, you know, are famous or whatever, and they're not nice. And you're just like, ooh. Yeah, yeah. No, I hope I, to never be like that. no. Well, I, a lot of that, I, I don't know. I think it's uh, a kind of, it's, 
I have really good parents. <laughs> they did a really good job. So that's them. But uh, I love this. I really love talking to you. And um, I'm glad that you're excited to be my friend. I am. Uh, and I will say this, you're one of the cooler friends I have. You know, Thank you really you. are. You're very, uh, and I think you're going to help me on my journey because I think I need to channel, I need to channel not all of Nicole Byer, but like some Nicole Just Byer. Just a little bit. Just, I, need a, I need some Nicole Byer in me. Okay, here's something you could do. One day when you have nothing to do, wake up, Put on a real wacky outfit. Ask one of your kids to just plan the day for you and then do whatever they want to do. And it'll probably be stupid because kids, they're dumb, you know? <laughs> so, and then if you just fully right. embrace it and do it, you might just, I don't know, get out of your comfort zone a little bit. My son would probably have me rob a bank. <laughs> <laughs> then yeah, rob a bank. All right, I'm going to rob a bank. Well, no, like... Like, do a weird little adventure where you're not actually committing a crime, but, like, right. case a bank. <laughs> like, case a bank. You know, and then, case and then bank. when I'm arrested for hanging around a bank and taking pictures, they'll be like, my son. Yeah, be like, my, my son. My 13-year-old son I'm told bonding. me to. I'm getting out of my comfort zone. <laughs> yeah. I'm out of my comfort zone. That's why I taped a knife to my calf. <laughs> With a tattoo that says I was murdered. Yeah. And then there's a tattoo. What's this tattoo? I was murdered. Investigate. Look, man. Uh, well, thank you so much for coming here. Thank you for having me. Uh, Nicole Byer. Uh, I, I love her. I'm a fan. I love her. And I'm, uh, I'm down. I'm down. <laughs> what does that even mean? I don't know, but that's very funny. I'm down. I'm down. I'm down. I'm down. I'm down. You know? Yeah. Sona doesn't like it when I say peace out Tupac in my emails. Or pay them bills. When what? you say that, you say pay them bills. I never said that. Yeah. Like on an email? No. Or in person? Uh, in, on this podcast. Oh, right. We have more than a few times. We have recorded evidence that yes. I said that. Oh, okay. Well, I'm an idiot. Thank no, you're you. not. Oh, okay. No, you're a very smart man. <laughs> <laughs> you're wearing glasses. That's how we know you're smart. <laughs> These are just drawn on. <laughs> Today's episode is brought to you by Captain Crunch. This has meaning for me, okay? Because I grew up as a child obsessed. My brothers and I were obsessed with sugar cereals. We loved Captain Crunch. And then when they came out with Captain Crunch and Crunch Berries, oh. I just, it was like Oppenheimer. <laughs> I saw a white light and I knew that life had changed forever. And true story, I was just back in Boston visiting my brother Neil. And not kidding, he is two years older than me. We are grown-ass adults. What do we do? We sit down at our kitchen table in Brookline, Mass., and we both crack open a box of Captain Crunch with Crunch oh Berries. Oh, my God. And we had it together, multiple bowls, and I was so happy. Oh, it's nice that you have that. It really is. Break away from the ordinary with Captain Crunch and bring back the spirit of adventure to your mornings. Everyday life can be stressful, but I've got to tell you, it's just such a sense memory for me. Not just original Cap'n Crunch, which is great. Then, oops, all berries yeah, they came up with. I remember that. Usually I don't eat foods that have oops in the title. <laughs> but when they came up with oops, all berries, I was there. Peanut butter. Oh my God. Peanut butter crunch is fantastic. It turns the milk into this cool peanut butter milk. I love it. Join the crew for your next breakfast time crunch venture. That's a word now. Buy Captain Crunch's new Cinnamon Crunch now at a retailer near you and learn more at CaptainCrunch.com. Neil, we made it! <laughs> Connor 
Joe Brian Needs a Friend is sponsored by ADT. Now ADT professionally installs Google Nest products so your home is safe and smart. You can check in on your home and manage your security systems from virtually anywhere. Google Nest cams can tell the difference between a person, an animal, a vehicle, or with the Nest doorbell, even a package. You can know that there's a package out there. I know. And not a person. You don't have to do anything. Yeah, sometimes a person rings the doorbell and I think it's a package. Anyway, (laughs) and with Nest Aware as part of your monthly ADT service, you can get 30 days of event video history, even smarter notifications like when a familiar or unfamiliar face is seen. Plus, when every second counts, you can trust ADT's 24-7 professional monitoring. You can view video of an alarm event and verify or cancel an alarm with just a tap. I'm always setting off alarms accidentally. This is helpful for me. Oh, good. When the most trusted name in home security adds the intelligence of Google, well, you got a home with no worries. Go to ADT.com today or call 1-800-ADT-ASAP. Google, Nest Cam, Nest Doorbell, and Nest Aware are trademarks of Google LLC. <laughs> I think it's time for a little uh, true and false with Sona, mm-hmm. my trusty assistant, because I'm finding that people are really fascinated with our relationship. It's not the traditional boss assistant relationship. Would right. you say that's true? Yeah, it's not the traditional like I'm scared of my boss and I respect him. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, you have. I'm sorry. There's some respect there. I'm guessing. There's some. Okay. Well, this is a true thing that happened. Uh, I I think you're just going to say this is true. I'm talking about a text that you sent me a couple of days ago. Yes. It was about your dog and your dog. Is this true? And this is, this is true, right? Yeah. Yeah. This is an absolutely true story. Your dog's name is? My dog's name is Oki. Oki after? It's, uh, my husband and I were in, uh, honeymooning in Okinawa when we decided we wanted to adopt her. We didn't adopt her from Okinawa. Right, but you, that's where you made the decision, so you call her Oki. Yes. And I've met Oki. Oki's a cute dog. Yes. Um, O-K-I. Yeah, O-K-I. So, is, is, O-K-I is the, is the spelling, and that's important. So, Sona sends me this text a couple of days ago as a work day, and the text basically says that Oki was really, really sick, because sometimes you do send me texts that say I'm going to be a little late because something came Cause up. I'm responsible. Yeah, sometimes they're, I'm going to be late because I'm going to go hat shopping. But because uh, <laughs> um, that's a 50s cliche I love to hang on to. Women love their hats. But uh, you sent me a text in the morning that basically the, the message was that you were going to be late. Mm-hmm. But the text said that it was all because your dog had gotten sick and made a mess in the apartment. Mm-hmm. And I don't think you realize, but... but um, you have kind of a casual texting style, and you sent this text. So I'm busy in the morning. You know me. I'm working out. I'm uh, shaving my chest. God, um, ew. What do you mean, you? I'm sorry. That's a nice image for everyone out there. There's a lot of stuff I do in the morning to prepare my body for the day. No, I'm, and I'm getting ready. Oh, come on. What's well, true? Various trimmings and various stop. waxings. Please stop. And various uh, abrasive... Oh, God. Abrasive emoluments. But anyway, I'm getting ready. And then I'm dressed, and I'm ready to go. And I look at my uh, I look at my phone, and I see there's a text from you. And it says that basically, and, and what I see is that because of you spelled it quickly or whatever, I see okay, and then the I is separated. <laughs> and so what I see is, okay, I threw up. 
and there's vomit everywhere and shit all over the floor. Shit everywhere. So there's vomit and there's shit. So I'm going to clean it up. So I'm going to be a little late. And I looked at it and I'm like, I typed back, what? Question mark, question mark, question mark. Because basically you just told me as far as I understand it, because I forgot your dog's name and I forgot. So what I hear is like, okay, I'm sick. I've been throwing up everywhere. And then I started shitting on the floor and then I shit all over the floor and then throw up some more and then shit in other places. So now I got to clean it up and I'll be right in. And I swear to God, I was thinking, I understand why she'd be, th- she'd be throwing up. I didn't understand why you were dropping your pants and shitting all over the floor. And then the part I really didn't understand is why you would then race into work. So I wrote you, what? All these question marks. And yeah. you got kind of pissed like, what, dude? My dog's sick. Right? I know. This is you true. Said, you said what? Like you were, it was, I, I honestly didn't expect that to be the response. And I was like, what part of my dog is shitting and vomiting does and then I was not like, understand? Oh, okay. Not okay. I. <laughs> but that is a typical day. It and that is. is a true story. And I told my kids that story two nights ago and it's the hardest I've seen either one of them laugh (laughs) and we have a no swear policy in our house but I said before I tell the story I'm going to use the SH word because it's just a funnier story and they were obviously they were fine with it they were like yeah go for it man but my son was doubled over like crying laughing right and I when I when you said what I remember I doubled down and I was like Oki is shitting and vomiting there's a lot of shit and a lot of vomit (laughs) and I just kept repeating right I know and it was a who's on first retreat <laughs> brought up to the 21st century. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was, um, I thoroughly enjoyed that. That was good. That was before the day even started. Yeah. Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend with Sonam Obsessian and Conan O'Brien as himself. Produced by me, Matt Gorley. Executive produced by Adam Sachs and Jeff Ross at Team Coco and Chris Bannon and Colin Anderson at Earwolf. Special thanks to Jack White for the theme song. Incidental music by Jimmy Vivino. Our supervising producer is Aaron Blair, and the show is engineered by Will Beckton. You can rate and review this show on Apple Podcasts, and you might find your review featured on a future episode. Got a question for Conan? Call the Team Coco hotline at 323-451-2821 and leave a message. It, too, could be featured on a future episode. And if you haven't already, please subscribe to Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend on Apple Podcasts or wherever fine podcasts are downloaded. This has been a Team Coco production in association with Earwolf. Justin and so good. Thousands of summer deals at your Nordstrom Rack Store. Save up to 60% on new arrivals from Vince, Rag & Bone, Adidas, Joe's, Marc Jacobs, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. But hurry for first dibs. Get your summer favorites up to 60% off at Nordstrom Rack today. Great brands, great prices. That's why you rack. Start clean with Clorox. Because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because... I have a charcoal mask. Great, because why would I put that on my face when I could drop it in my sink? This is what I get for multitasking. Ugh, why is charcoal so sticky? <clears throat> Hello? Hey, Janice. I am so sorry. I thought I was on mute. <laughs> no, we don't need to reschedule. I'll just stay off camera.
Ooh, yeah, that happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed.